Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Diversity and Fellowship. We are glad that you have uh, taken some time to listen. Uh, last week, we talked about kind of why should we fight for racial reconciliation, and and we wanted to kind of kind of building upon our arguments there. We argued that you should actually want to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> otherwise, the podcast is kind of pointless, but. Um, but we argue that you should, and we took to, looked at some different uh, kind of the, try to try to address some arguments against against that idea. But then there were kind of three important ideas as, as we've just kind of been thinking through that and processing three important ideas that we wanted to discuss um, over these next few weeks. And so we want to discuss repentance and how it relates to racial reconciliation, restitution, and how it relates to racial reconciliation, and then finally forgiveness and how it relates to racial reconciliation. So uh, that's kind of our plan for the next uh, three weeks. Uh, We're going to begin today with repentance, repentance and racial reconciliation. And there is controversy around this idea. There are those who would say, there there were those who would try to give biblical arguments. Yes. Right? So we, you know, we were talking about, you know, followers of Christ, those who claim to follow Jesus, and and they were there are those who would who would try to give biblical arguments for why they should not repent. They do not need to repent concerning issues of racial reconciliation. Um, so, Kenny, what are those arguments? What's one of those arguments that that we often hear that maybe you often hear uh, for not needing to repent? Yes, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week about the idea that you don't need to reconcile because you yourself haven't done anything wrong. Yes. So the the sins of the past were our forefathers, our ancestors' sins, mm-hmm. so that we don't have any responsibility to reconcile because we haven't done anything wrong and we're mm-hmm. not responsible for our father's sin. And that argument comes from generally from Ezekiel, Ezekiel 18 and Ezekiel 18. God um, reaffirms what he actually said in Deuteronomy chapter 24, um, that the children are not responsible for the father's sins, that children shouldn't die for the sins of the fathers and fathers shouldn't die for the sins of the children. And so using that framework, people say, I'm not responsible for um, my ancestors owning slaves, right? I'm not responsible for my ancestors being uh, members of the Ku Klux Klan. I'm not responsible for my ancestors taking Native American land or any Mm -hmm. of those things, right? that's my father's sins. I'm responsible for my own sins. Um, my fathers can't save me. So my fathers can't, you know, condemn me. So, um, I don't have anything to repent of. Right. And, and the, I mean, the passage, just so, you know, people can, can hear this. I mean, this is Ezekiel 18 verse 20. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not suffer for the iniquity of the father, nor the father suffer for the iniquity of the son. 
The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. There we go. So yeah. they're going to you know you're going to use that passage to, to like you said make the argument that I was not a member of the Ku Klux Klan right. therefore I don't have to repent for racism you know um, and obviously there's there's more to it than that but yes but just kind of that idea right I'm not gonna I, I'm not a racist therefore right. I don't need to repent I didn't own any slaves right um, you know yeah I mean so so there's there's it's I mean, and I, th- I think we see this a lot. I mean, th- this argument is very prevalent, even among. I mean, I think especially among very much uh, so evangelicals, right? I mean, it's we there, we don't have to repent for sins that we didn't commit. So that's right. a that's kind of a first biblical argument. The second one is, I mean, and again, building upon what we just said. I mean, yes. just this idea that people are going to claim I'm I'm just not a racist, right? Nope. I'm not. I'm I don't. I'm not doing those types of things. And because yeah. I'm not doing those types of things, right, I'd, I don't, uh, and again, this one's more of kind of the colorblind argument. I yeah. don't treat people differently based upon this color of their skin. Right. I don't do that. I never do that, you know. And so, um, and so therefore, I don't, there's no reason for me to be talking about repentance. Yes. Um, what's a passage that maybe they will point to in order uh, to try to make this uh, argument? Yeah, biblically, they would go to Galatians 3.28, where it says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is mm-hmm. neither slave nor free, there is no male or female, for you are all one in Christ. So they would look at, there is neither Jew nor Greek, and they would say, I'm colorblind, because right. obviously, now that we are one in Christ, we should be colorblind. We don't need to look at people's external differences. We need mm-hmm. to focus on who they are in Christ. And, you know, so I don't treat people differently because the Bible says we shouldn't treat yes. people differently. Right. I'm not a racist, and, and so I have nothing to repent of. Okay. So that's a second argument. What's, a, what's, a, what's maybe a third argument um, that folks would try to use yeah, this to is say that we don't need to repent. One of, one of the arguments that we, we talked about last week was the idea of race being a, a social construct, mm-hmm. that race is not mentioned in the Bible. So if it's not a if it's not a racism, is not a sin that is necessarily addressed in the Bible. Race is not a, a identity that is mentioned in the Bible. So why would I be responsible for something that is not even mentioned right. in the word of God? Yeah. It's all a social construct. There is nothing that we need to do in regards to this, whether whether it's reconciliation on a more positive note or whether mm-hmm. it's repentance on a more right. uh, a negative note, because it's not even something that is biblical, we don't need to address it at all. Right. I haven't committed any sins. Yeah. But, you know, that's the kind of the first two arguments. You know, yeah. I, 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 that was my father. My, I can't, I'm not repenting for what my fathers did. Right. And I've never actually done, you know, I've never been a racist or done racist things. Yes. But then there's also, it feels like this third one is kind of more of um, the Bible doesn't hold me responsible to necessarily do anything. No. Because race, we're just, race is a social concept. We just kind of made that up. Yes. And so because we just made that up, there's no real responsibility for me to do anything. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if you would come and say, well, you know, you haven't done this or you haven't done this, or you haven't done this, and therefore you need to repent, people would say, 
No, like no. I mean, like I'm not responsible for those right. things. You know, like, like show I, me in the Bible where where yes. it's talking about race or racism, right? Right. Yes. So yeah. It's not in there. So what are you talking about? I need to repent. Okay. So those those are kind of all of our arguments that we've heard, and and obviously there are more, and and obviously there, are, um, you know, more details. And we but we're trying to be as fair as we can. You know, yes. we, we want to be as fair as we can with with folks who are wrestling with these issues because you may be listening and you may be thinking, yeah. <laughs> Those are good arguments. You know, like right. those are those are some of the arguments I've used, and yes. and that's okay, right? I mean, we we're glad you're listening. We want to try to think through those with you together, uh, and we want to we want to try to respond. So, kind of the other side of it is is what are the biblical arguments for our need to repent? Yes. So, and so how would we respond, Kenny? How would you respond to some of these uh, arguments that we've we've just laid out? Right. So, so the idea that we're not responsible for my father's sin for our father's sins, and I would say. Yeah, I would, I agree to that. Yeah, to and some extent, that's yeah, true. It makes yeah. sense to me. I, I shouldn't be held accountable for the sins of my father. Right. But I think what we fail to realize and what we fail to acknowledge is that we are more like our fathers than than we think. Mm. We, our fathers have more. Our history. Our ancestors have more influence over the way that we act and the way than we that we think. Than we realize. And right. so the argument that I would use for this is, is Matthew 23 In Matthew 23, Jesus, this is commonly referred to as the, the seven woes that Jesus issues against the, the scribes and the Pharisees. And, right. and starting in verse 29, Jesus says, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build the tombs of the prophets and decorate the monuments of the righteous saying, if we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. Thus you witness against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of your fathers. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how are you to escape being sentenced to hell? Therefore I send you prophets and wise men and scribes, some of whom you will kill and crucify, and some you will flog in your synagogues and persecute from town to town, so that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on earth from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the sanctuary and the altar. Truly, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. So here we have the, the Pharisees and the scribes saying we are not like our fathers. Right. right? We, we would not have killed the prophets. And mm -hmm. Jesus is saying... Yes, you are exactly like right. your fathers Yeah, to the point where you're going to be held accountable to all the righteous blood shed on earth from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah. This generation, even though those previous generations had done all the evil, this is going to become on this generation because you think you're not like them, but you're actually more like them than you think. Right. And so w when we think about ourselves like today we would say well we're not racist like those in the past were racist right or, or we would say yeah martin luther king when he was walking the earth and fighting for civil rights we would have been on his side and not the side of our mm -hmm. of our fathers and our mm -hmm. ancestors which for a lot of you would be just your fathers right yeah <laughs> it's not that long ago not right that long yeah yeah but when you hear people today when talking about those who fight for 
ethnic unity or racial reconciliation and and the accusation of being Marxist or right, <laughs> right you know Marxist social mm-hmm. justice warriors and all that type stuff like those are the exact the exact <laughs> same <laughs> like arguments. criticisms mm-hmm. arguments that were made against Martin Luther King Jr. Right. So you're not being very, very different from your forefathers, from your fathers. Mm-hmm. Like Dr. King was called communist and Marxist. That was mm-hmm. that was some reasons why people wouldn't support him as a, a, a civil rights activist. Right. And so when you're hearing those same arguments today, it's, it's hard for us to, to imagine that we're that much different than our fathers. Mm. When we when we see the voting um, acts that are being passed now and, and, and if we're not thinking like, that was some of the stuff that Dr. King was marching for was mm. because Jim Crow laws were making it harder for minorities to vote. Right. And so when, when we see these laws being passed now and, and the justification is, well, I support them because of my political party. I'm not racist. This is just because we believe, you know, mm-hmm. my political party has been cheated out of election or or we believe that this will help my political party by redrawing districts a certain way, mm-hmm. um, be more successful. Well, we really need to to try to figure out, like, am, am I being like my father? <laughs> right. Not right. saying that these things are necessarily discriminatory, but I'm saying that if we're not at least thinking that, hey, I could possibly be like my father in restricting voting rights for mm-hmm. for minorities right then then we may be deceiving ourselves so right. i would say that we really are more like our fathers than what we want to acknowledge yes and that while we don't necessarily need to repent or that we're responsible for the sins of our fathers that we have our own sins that are similar to right. our fathers yeah. and that we need to be careful about immediately jumping to the conclusion like the Pharisees and the scribes that we are right we wouldn't be acting like our fathers did in the past yeah it's kind of this kind of that historical pride thing like yeah. i look at all these people in the past and i'm like man why were just foolish and why didn't they understand and why didn't they get it right but then it's like you can't <laughs> you can't see those same struggles in your own in your own heart yes. or in your own actions in your own right uh and so i, I think we have to be very careful you know you have to be careful right w- with that i think it's part like i always part of think that. like 50 years from now like there will be a generation who looks back upon us and say man they were really foolish <laughs> yeah <laughs> like right. they were really foolish mm-hmm. in this one area mm-hmm. and we'll be able to look back and well if we're alive and say yeah we were very right foolish why didn't we address area. this why, why didn't we, we think through that with that mm-hmm. And so to have that, like you said, historical pride in thinking that we're somehow much better than the previous generation, mm. I, I think we have to really humble ourselves and realize that we're probably more like them than, than yeah. we want to acknowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and fight to be humble, right? Yeah. So. yeah, what else would you say would be a biblical argument for our need to repent? Well, you know, I think there, the Bible calls for a continued need for examination. Yes, and and let's just be honest. Nobody really wants to do that. No, right? We just I want a I want a piece of card that I can laminate that says I'm a Christian. I can stick it in the front of my Bible, and then I don't have to I don't ever have to worry. I don't ever have no. to examine. I don't ever have to think through. Um, but but we all know that that's not really how the Christian life is lived, right? Sanctification no. is a process where we're constantly the Lord. If if we're being sanctified, sanctified. If we're 
reading our Bibles, spending time in prayer and in communion with the Lord, if we're if we're going to church and fellowshipping with brothers and sisters in, in Christ, at some point in those processes, the Lord is going to show us sin. Right. Ongoing sin in our life. And yes. so and it may be sin that we've never even realized, you know, or right. never even thought about, or never we just are like, Oh my goodness, I struggled with that. I didn't even know I struggled with that. Yes. You know? And then all of a sudden the Lord opened your eyes to it and it's like you just you can't believe that you didn't see that before. Right. That's good. <laughs> yes. I mean, like that's sanctification. Now, if you you know, if you dwell on that and you um you know, you wallow around in that, that's not that's not good. Then you're not believing in the cross. I mean, you're not believing. Right. And so I I think there needs to be this continued um this continued examination. I mean, um Paul talks about over in uh 2 Corinthians if I can uh, turn there, I was going to read this passage. I mean, he he talks about the ongoing need, you know, uh, actually in a couple of places in Corinthians. But in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, you know, um, Paul writes this, examine yourselves. I mean, that's a command, right? Yes. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Right. Test, and he follows it up, test yourselves, right? Yes. So, I mean, this idea of, of examining and testing ourselves, and I, I don't think Paul's saying, you know, doubt your salvation. I mean, that's not what he's saying, but he's no. just saying, hey, we need to consistently be looking at ourselves, consistently be growing in the faith. And and part of that means killing sin. Right. Identifying sin and killing it. Right. Yes. So, so this kind of leads to, you know, the issue of if I just say immediately, I'm not a racist. Right. And that's the end of it. I'm not going to think about it. I've ne- and, and I and my my thinking along those lines is I'm just going to kind of list these kind of big, you know. Yeah. I don't I don't have a white hood in my closet. <laughs> you know, I don't burn crosses in yes, people's yards. Yes. Um, or or even if it's just more like I I'm colorblind. I treat you know I don't I don't even see color. Um, yeah. Which, in one sense, is not true, right? We all see color. Right. I mean, it's all there, you know. <laughs> Unless but you are actually, actually literally colorblind. colorblind. Yes, right. that's right. So, um, but, but if that's the case, right? If 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 we're just gonna if we're just gonna easily dismiss all that and say, well, I'm not I'm not a racist, so I don't have to think about these issues, and yet Paul is telling us to examine ourselves. Can he? Yeah. How do we do that in a way that actually maybe deals with some of the sins that? Uh, yeah, we need to be examining ourselves. Right. Does that so, make sense? Yeah. So, so sometimes what we need to do is not take the the ugliness of the sin and immediately take it to its worst, um, the worst way that it's lived out. Right. So when it comes to racism, we say immediately, "Well, I'm not a member of the KKK, and I didn't own slaves, so I'm not a racist." And an example would be like Jesus with adultery, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, yeah, he good. says, um, you shall not commit adultery. And I'm pretty sure during that time, most people had the idea that adultery is actually committing the act of That's sexual right. That's exactly immorality, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm actually in the act. And Jesus says, no, if you even look at a woman lustfully, you have committed adultery in your heart. Uh-oh. And so now now a lot of people are in trouble, right? Yeah. <laughs> like now you are an adulterer yeah. by Jesus's standards. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to racism, you, you could say, well, the Bible doesn't mention race or it's a social construct. And it's like, OK, well, I'm, I'm innocent and I'm not a member of KKK. I didn't own slaves. I'm innocent. 
But then you start to think about the different ways in which the Bible talks about ethnicity. And mm-hmm. we want to we want to make sure that we <laughs> iterate that we're getting this from our, our brother Shylin, who we yes. interviewed earlier. Yeah. So if you want to check out that interview, we talk mm-hmm. about this some, but we want to dig a little bit deeper in it. Mm-hmm. And so whereas the Bible doesn't talk about race, it does make the distinction when it comes to ethnicity. Yeah. And so when we start to not think about racism as um, you know, those extreme matters and start to think about things like that Shalane talks about, like ethnic mm-hmm. hatred. Yeah. Right. There's a group of people that I I don't like because of their ethnicity. Right. And yeah, you, you may go to the Ku Klux Klan and be like, yeah, I'm not like them. But, you know, Shah, he gives the examples uh, of Jonah with the Assyrians. Like Jonah mm-hmm. doesn't want to go to Nineveh. Like he doesn't want to see them saved. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't want to go to Nineveh because I feel like God is going to show mercy upon them. Like, mm-hmm. And so when, if we examine ourselves, as you were talking about and say, are, is there a group of people that I don't want to see saved? Is, are are there mm-hmm. Republicans or Democrats yeah. that, you know, I don't necessarily want to see saved? Yeah, other right? country people from other countries. Yeah. You know, I mean, right. Like, sometimes you hear like this hostility towards. Um, you know, people in other countries that, yeah. you know, don't support America or whatever. And it's like, we, you know, we should just blow them off the face of the earth. And it's like, right. whoa, 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 whoa. Right. I mean, yes. that, you know, um, that, that is, I don't, I don't think that's the heart of a follower of Christ. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's not right. And then, you know, Shailene, he talks about ethnic pride, you know, feeling like your ethnic group is superior than than other ethnic groups. And Mm -hmm. this, once again, this is not just majority culture because there's a group in in the African-American community called the Black Hebrew Israelites. And this is Mm -hmm. an example Shai uses as well. And I have um, had debates with some of them. Yeah. And they feel like that um, black people are the lost tribe of, uh, of Judah. Mm-hmm. And that salvation is for them and not necessarily for anybody else. Right. Right. So so this ethnic pride in, in believing that your group is, is better than the another group mm-hmm. it is something to where we would feel like, OK, well, I don't necessarily believe in eugenics like Margaret Sanger. Right. I don't mm-hmm. I don't believe in that. <laughs> But but you still may hold some views or you still may be performing some actions or complicit mm-hmm. in, in supporting uh, some of her practices like abortion. Right. That yep. basically do the exact same thing. Right. So you so you may not just outright be a black Hebrew Israelite or um, what Aryan nation or people like that. <laughs> Right. But you still may be complicit or you still may have some something in your, you know, in, in your spirit that needs to be dealt with. Right. And if if we're not being careful about um, identifying with the most extreme and not looking at other ways in which those things can can be harmful, then you, you may be missing. You may be quenching the spirit in those areas. Yeah. Right. Mm. Uh, Shahi goes on and talks about ethnic favoritism. Mm-hmm. Um, if you favor being with one group more than the other, or you favor hiring one group more than the other, or, or yeah. serving with one group more than another, 
yeah. then, then you may be guilty of ethnic favoritism, Par- I mean, being partial towards yeah. people, and God calls us against that. Right? I mean, and even like even just simple stuff, like I want this guy to win because he's white. Yes, and I want him to beat the beat the black guy, or or right. the, the reverse. I want the black guy to win and beat the beat the white guy. You, you know, I mean, like even just little stuff like that, which is not, you know, um, can seem very very insignificant, but it can reveal. Right, kind of where our heart is at, in places, and so we have to be real careful with that. You know, we have to just kind of examine. That's what they, again, it goes back to that examining and really looking. So, anyway, right. go ahead. What were some others? He talks think? about um, ethnic oppression. Mm. Um, talking about um, displacement of Native, Native Americans from their land, or mm-hmm. the mass incarceration of Black men in America with the, during the war on drugs. And so, when you when you you think about that. You're like, well, I didn't do any of those things. Well, are, are you are you just immediately on the side of the police and not thinking about, or are the politicians in that and not thinking about the implications that it may have, right, on on a group of people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to be careful with the ethnic idolatry. He talks about mm-hmm. ethnic idolatry. Yeah. Um, when that is your primary and ultimate identity is, I'm a white person. Mm-hmm. Or I'm a black person, or I'm an Asian person. If you if you're not thinking along the lines of, well, I'm a Christian first. That is my ultimate identity, right? Yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Then you may be having your um, you may be um, idolizing yeah. your mm-hmm. ethnicity more right. than than you you should, right? Mm-hmm. Ethnic neglect. We've you know the sin of omission, right? Yes. Ethnic neglect and. Yeah. And so not fighting for justice, like we're called to do justice. Right. Um, failing to, when, when you see injustices and failing to mourn with those who mourn and failing to, as you have the ability and the influence, failing to actually stand up for those who are being oppressed and, and who are being treated unjustly. And I mean, in, in one sense, let me just, you know, as a member of the majority culture, I mean, I think to me, that's the one that, you know, yeah. Really, even in my relationship with 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 Kenny and just kind of what the Lord's done in our lives over the last few years, that's where the Lord's really convicted me. You know, right. it's just I, you know, do I hurt like my brothers hurt? Yeah. Do do I do I mourn like they mourn? Do I am I bothered like they're bothered? You know. Yes. Can I? Am I am I understanding the situation from their view? Understanding that there's. There's multiple views, right? I mean, right. it's not just okay. One guy. I'm just going to listen to this one guy. Yes. <laughs> you know, but like, am I listening and and am I paying attention and am I hurting and am I, right? And and then you know the follow up is is okay. And what am I doing? Like, yes. What am I trying to do to um for healing um with with those uh, ethnic sins? And so, I t- you know um I think that has been a, a real just, I mean, kind of personal confession. I mean, that that's where the Lord has really convicted me over the last few years is just, it, you know, it's not enough, William, to just say you're not racist. Right. Like, you, you have to ask yourself, what what are you doing to um, to really love your brothers and sisters in Christ who um, are people of color, right, that yeah. don't look like you, that, don't, that haven't had the experiences that you've had. Right. You know? And so, uh, to me, that's been... Um, I mean, I'm thankful for it. It's, it hasn't uh-huh. been easy, right? But I'm thankful for it. You know, I'm thankful for the work that the, that I pray that the Spirit's continuing to do. And and once again, these these sins, all these ethnic sins, go in every direction. 
Mm. It's not just yeah. white people. That's right. Because I, we talked about the the assault of, on Asian Americans around yeah, the COVID right. pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, man, I see so many black people who are like, uh, why, why are we talking about them? We still being, you All know, right. neglected. We, we're still right. being oppressed. I'm like, hey. Like we can fight in multiple different like right. we can sympathize with these yeah. group of people. It can't be solely about, you know, what what's happening yes. to black people. That's right. Or when a white person gets killed by the police. Like are are we mourning that as well? Mm-hmm. Like it's, right. it, it can't just be, well, it's not happening to my group, so I'm not gonna do anything about it. Right. Right. You you we have to um think outside. Uh we we can't just watch um other groups get treated badly mm. and say well i don't have anything to do with that because that's not right. my group i mean that's yeah. ethnic idolatry that's ethnic neglect that's all those ethnic pride yeah. all those different things wrapped up into that and so it's, it's just not one one group but it's definitely something that we all need to examine ourselves to see if we are guilty of of, of this sort of ethnic right uh, ethnic sins or racism whatever you want to call it right but don't just dismiss it because you believe it's a social construct yeah, yeah. good 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 well what's our uh what's our diversity and fellowship resource we've obviously talked about shy's book we we, we can't recommend that enough to right, you guys right. there's a particular chapter where he deals with kind of what kenny was just walking through there so we really recommend that ethnicity in the fall is the name, name of the chapter of the chapter yeah and yes. then we had a you had an article you wanted to recommend as well. Yeah, so the article is by Tim Keller, um, and it's called "The Sin of Racism." He did a series on so, sort of the um, racial issues that have been going on in the nation for a while, mm. and so this is one of the articles in the series. So check cool. that out. All right. Well, that leads us to our crazy question for today. So today we've been talking about repentance. Right. Repentance is, you know, kind of the the definition you always give is you're going in one direction, you're going in the wrong direction, and you turn and go in the other direction. So that led us to this crazy question. Kenny, when was a time when you were going in the wrong direction, but man, you maybe didn't even realize you were going in the wrong direction, yes. or it took something crazy to kind of figure out, hey, I'm actually going in the wrong direction. Right. So let's let's hear a good story, brother. Uh, you know, one of the generalizations about men is we don't like to ask for directions, of course. right? So of we just course. we just right. keep going in the wrong direction without we'll figure even, it out. We'll, we'll we're figure gonna it figure out. it out. We're yeah. getting on the right track. I was in New Orleans, man. <laughs> New Orleans. New Orleans right. uh, in college. Um yes. and I was looking for Decatur Street. Decatur. Decatur. Okay. Right? Yes. And so the individual I was with, um, we were looking for Decatur Street. And this mm-hmm. person kept telling me Decatur is this way. Like like showing saying there she keeps seeing signs that says Decatur okay. is <laughs> yes. is a certain direction. Yeah. But at, at some point I look up. I'm actually paying attention now and it's like there's Decatur. I was like, no, that's not Decatur. That says detour. D tour. <laughs> it has some similar it's letters. Not the same <laughs> as that Decatur. That is not Decatur. That is detour. <laughs> so, man. So, I'm, this particular person is leading you to detour. Yes. Not to Decatur. Not to Decatur yes. at all. Mm. So, man, I don't, we were all off that course. That is crazy. So, I mean, that is a good example of why we need constant examination. Yes. Right? Because you, you could actually up. be going to the wrong, you're going towards the wrong thing. <laughs> right. And didn't even realize it. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. What about you, brother? So uh, that is a great illustration. My my crazy uh, time of going in the direction is not is not is not as good. When when I went to um when I was in college, the very first weekend after college. So this is the first time I'm on my own, right? I'm, yes. I've kind of driven you know to Union. Union's about my where I went to school is about two hours away from my hometown. And so my first weekend, I was like, I'm going home, right? And I was excited. Had a great week. And I I go I go down this road that I think is the right way, and I turn in this one direction, and then it, it just somehow the road it just loops back, <laughs> and I'm like, what in the world do I do? And so I, I go loop. so I go again, I make the same turn, and it loops back again, Uh-oh. and I'm like, I am st- I am permanently stuck in Jackson. <laughs> I don't know how to get out of the city. And what I finally realized is that I was actually turning too soon, right? I was, uh, okay. there was I needed to keep on going, you know. I, I normally yeah. had a pretty good sense of direction, and I knew I needed to make this turn to this, but I didn't right. realize that I was actually turning on the wrong <laughs> At any wrong point, street. did you think you was in a sci-fi movie, and like you was in one of those time it, Yes, it was a little weird. <laughs> I was like, this is what is happening. But I, I was at least, well, I don't know how humble I was at 18, but... I was humble enough to realize I don't think I I don't think I'm doing this right, yes. you know, and so I was able to after maybe one or two times I think two times I finally figured out oh I need to go on further and then I turn, yes, and that will get me where I need. Well, praise to the Lord go. for GPS now. That's right, man. Yes. So yeah, encourage. Uh, thanks, thanks so much uh, for listening today. We hope that that encourages you to examine yourself and look for <laughs> look for areas and and uh, be faithful to repent and know and know and know that. Uh, man, the, here's the beauty of, for, of repentance. Uh, the Lord Jesus forgives. Amen. Man, that's the word. Uh, that's what on. he does. So thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll catch up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.